All right. Episode four of the Bald to Bald podcast. Uh, I'm actually battling the elements right now. There's a wicked glare coming in here. Um, so this is going to be like, you know, it's an away game, but it's a home game. Um, I'm Shane Taggart. I'm here with TJ Jones, um, who is not, you know, dealing with the elements right now. I'm, this is bad. I might put on sunglasses. Um, but we're back. You know, we got week two PLL recap or you know, preview coming up here. We also have the week one recap of the PLL, which was an awesome kind of continuation from the Memorial Day weekend. I think this is going to be something awesome for years to come for the sport. And overall, I give it was a solid weekend. A lot was unexpected. I went over for gambling. TJ won some money. I have a couple clowns around me. Um, <laughs> so you got to, you know, you got to eat the crow when you have to eat it. But overall, T, how are we feeling after week one, man? You have a good, you have a good week or what? I had a great weekend. First of all, birthday weekend. Shout out to my boys. Shout out to Shane coming down to Bradley Beach this weekend. I have Bar A logo in my background. Where summer never ends. That place is electric. We were, you know, eaten alive by the shot wheel on Friday night. But, you know, that made it a great weekend to sit around and watch some good lacrosse. I thought, you know, the PLL is all about parity. And I think we saw it this weekend. You know, the rematch of the championship game was was as anticipated, it was a great game going into overtime. You saw some teams that you were expecting to do better this year, not as not as good. And then you saw some teams that you probably weren't expecting to be as good, pull up some upsets. So I thought it was a great, great start to the season. And I can't wait for the next week. Yeah, I thought I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and, you know, just doing the classic, let's look at the standings, you know, after one week. Um, Albany, I think they had a great showing out there from a lot of the reports we've heard. Um, on the lacrosse, you know, Twitter space out there. Follow us, you know, on Twitter. Uh, big news as well. The podcast is going to be good to go for you Apple podcast users and you Spotify people. So, you know, like, subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, subscribe again. Tell everyone you know to. Um, and hopefully we can get this thing steamrolling down the road. But, Hell you know, yeah. um, you know, my biggest takeaway was, you know, the Atlas and the Cannons you know, talk about a dominant performance in both of those games. You know, they're both 1-0. The Chrome with a big weekend win and the Whipsnates kind of, you know, old reliable. You know, it's, it's tough to bet against the Whipsnates unless you have a minus one and a half. But nonetheless, <laughs> um, you know, definitely a little tough there. But, you know, the Archers, Chaos, and Redwoods and Water Dogs all sit at 0-1 here as we roll into week number two. But, T, I think it's only fair we start in order. Chaos Whip Snakes, great back and forth game. Um, you know, the Whip Snakes coming back that after being down, uh, getting Chanichuk with his three goals in the day, the game winner with like two seconds to go. Um, you know, I, I thought it was pretty much what we expect. You know, the Chaos are missing half of their team due to the NLL playoffs coming up. Shout out to Jokes. They're taking on the Bandits. Bandits stink, and we're coming for – game two this weekend but the you know the the scoring kind of you know what you not what you expect you know gutterdine led the whip snakes in scoring you know with two and one um you know chanichuk obviously gets that game winner burn was pretty solid in the net between the pipes and the chaos i think you know these teams play again later in the year it's going to be a very different game very different I would say, I would say so. I mean, like you mentioned, chaos is missing pretty much their entire offense. You've got Dane Smith out. You've got Josh Burnout. You've got Connor Fields out. Um, 
those, I mean, looking at those guys, it's just, it's, it's most of their offense. It's a lot of their scoring. Um, and to see them give the, give the whip Saints a one goal game and take them, you know, to the final, final seconds. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to see. And I think it shows, you know, this chaos team isn't going anywhere. I hate the way they play offense. I cannot stand watching these Canadian offenses play. When we used to play Robert Morris, I used to pull my hair out and that's why I'm bald today. Hence, you know, the no podcast. Doubt. Um, but I'm, I'm also, you know, seeing gutterding, um, kind of like be the catalyst of that whip snakes offense was shocking to me because I don't know why that trade ever happened in the off season. Why would, if you're Chrome, why are you giving up somebody like Justin Gutterding? And he, I feel like when they play later this season, he's going to, he's going to have a coming out party and really burn you. So, I mean, the whip snakes were already good. They add to their offensive prowess. Um, I thought Burnlar played all right. He probably could play better. And, and if that's the case, I don't, I don't see a lot of teams beating this whip snakes group. Yeah, and I, I think the thing with that, you know, you got to remember with the whip snakes as well. Um, you know, Zed Zed didn't play this game. Right. You know, he'll be back. He obviously was one of the best players in the lead last year. So, you know, you're going to have him back here, you know, getting some of the newer guys involved as well. But, you know, if you're the whip snakes, you still have Rambo. You still have Nardella. You still have the Bernhards. Um, you know, your defense, I mean, you know, you're giving up eight goals to a professional team, you're going to feel good after that. Um, but I, I do think the biggest takeaway when you're looking at this, this recap of a game is the sure overall factors that, you know, you, you won the face-off battle, but holy shit, you got lucky that the bandits are playing because when, yeah. you, when, when you read the list of guys that didn't play for inactives, Tohoka, Chris Cloutier, Max Adler didn't play, Westberg, Josh Byrne, um, I thought he suited up, though. I may have been wrong on that, but, like, Matt Reese, Dane Smith, Ian McKay, like, that's so many dudes that just came so into a loud take. So, I think, you know, a game like this, throw it out the window. Uh, I thought Jared Newman was phenomenal covering Rambo phenomenal. Um, all game long. But, again, it's nice to see, you know, that be the leadoff game. Um, you're definitely right about the bomb squad. They do want to shoot a shit ton. And I think I thought they let they let it fly plenty, but you know that game take it with a grain of salt. Nine eight, um, almost going to OT there. You know you, you shift the conversation now to the following game between the Redwoods and the Atlas. I was very high on the Redwoods. I thought they had the best midfield in in the PLL, and boy was I wrong. Stinker, loser, couldn't couldn't couldn't, couldn't be worse about that team. As, you know, they lost to the the Atlas, the Bulls, you know, 17 to 11. Um, T, I, I looked at this, and I'm going to go to you. Goaltending, right? The Redwoods. What, what are we doing, grief. Good grief. I mean, Tim Troutner came on the scene last year as a, as a you know, star player, in, in my opinion. I think he was the reason they got to the championship, or not the championship. He's the reason they got so far in the playoffs last year. He's the reason they were they were winning games last year. He was phenomenal. Um, Saturday was not his day, to say the least. I mean, he he had two saves two, on six two. shots. He had two. And then the worst part is that you put in Jack Kelly, who we didn't see last year, I think due to injury. I think he was dealing with a hip issue. Um, but he comes in and has three saves. So you want to blame the goalie position, but at that point, it's like, is the de- what's the what's going on with the defense? The defense isn't playing very well. The goalie position's a mess. Um, 
if you're if you're Redwoods, you you're going into halftime. I think it was a one goal game at halftime, and TD Erland is dominating the faceoff backs against Trevor Baptiste. So I mean that's a red flag in itself. On top of the fact that Pinnell gets injured, and in, I think the first quarter, or second quarter, he ended up coming back in, but he was you know he was hobbling around. Um, so you have Jules down at attack, and Jules crushed it. Shout out to Jules, Jersey. leading edge, leading edge elite, Jersey brand, pump the brand. Um, and then for the Atlas, I mean, they obviously they came out on top, but I don't think either of their goalies played well. Um, so it'll be curious to see how this Redwood team's Redwoods team bounces back. I still think they're extremely talented. I just think they might need to put it put all the pieces together. Um, but definitely a lackluster start for them. Yeah, and and I think also just looking overall, like you know, once you pull the goalie, now every now the momentum starts to sag. And if you're the Atlas, you know, you, the floodgates are opened up. I mean, I'm rocking. I'm a part of the Jeff Teat fan club now. Um, <laughs> I, I put my application in. I'm on that bandwagon. You know, he he puts up seven. Eric Law puts up seven, and that's the beauty of the PLL. There are just so many good players throughout last year, the year before, and you just forget that these guys fall through the cracks. Like Eric Law, that we barely talked about him last How week. old is Eric Law? Eric Law is, and I'm going to get our stats department on this. They've been doing a great job for us here. Um, <laughs> that internship is open. We are taking applications. Um, the reason I say that is because I – oh, yeah. So he started with the Outlaws in 2013. He's 30, so he's, he's 31. So he's, I mean, he's getting up there in age and he is crushing it. And like you said about Jeff Teed, we're just going to eat our crow there. I thought he was a average player in the PLL and he obviously, you know, showed Eric, why he's not. Eric Law, though, club team, it says, Mile High All-Stars. That's your club team name, the Mile High. Like, you might as well put that in the Mile High Club. Like, <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't be going for that brand. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, you know, he had, he had a hell of a day. Um, you know, dominating, dominating the Woods defense here. But, you know, Baptiste clearly bounces back, you know, going 17 for 27. Yeah. Um, so, you know, eight GBs as well. So if he's cooking, you're going to get the ball back. And then, you know, Chris Gray, really good debut, two and one. Um, and, and overall, it's like so many different guys are scoring throughout the top, um, you know, whether it's, you know, Crowley had some, Bucaro had a couple, Doc's Aiken getting in the mix. Like they're sharing the ball, but when you have two guys at the level that they're playing on Saturday with between T and law, it's going to be pick your poison. And they're both so unselfish. The ball's spinning around so much and they're shooting that well too. Like, do you think they play again? They can shoot as well as they did. No, but if you're the Redwoods, you got to think what's our offense going to do. What's going to be our identity. Cause the midfield, stunk yeah i mean stunk. i if i'm if i'm redwoods i think you don't have a bad perform goalie performance again that's just that's just is what it is um but i was i was pleasantly surprised by this alice offense chris gray took a couple shots and scored his two goals i was like oh damn like stepping yeah, nope. in from from the wing from like about 10 to 12 yards out and just absolutely painting a corner um Savable ball, but it just looks so nice. And it's like sports center worthy. Um, and with this Atlas offense, it seems like if, you, if you're going to slough off of one guy or you're going to put your third defenseman on Chris Gray, like that's not the matchup you want. They're <laughs> like, going to make you pay. They're going to make you pay. And then you've got guys like Brian Costabile, who is a stud midfielder. 
Um, Crawley's a, a obviously a steady midfielder. Doc Aiken can pull it from anywhere. Brendan Curry is somebody who you're going to see, you know, get better as the season progresses. He is lightning fast. So I think I – I don't want to overreact to week one. Like that's, that's the thing we don't want to right. get our, get in, get too into it. I think Jeff T made us eat crow. And I think it is what it is. Redwoods goalie play is going to be better. Their offense is going to figure it out. I still see them as one of the better teams in the league, but like I said, Atlas probably a, a better team than I would have expected to. And even, even both the, um, the Atlas goalies, they both went over 50% as well. So, right. you know, really solid to see that. And you know, kind of shift into Sunday where, you know, the first, the first day, you know, we're all right, you know, we had one good game, kind of a stinker. What's this game going to be? And for a team like the water dogs to suck so bad in the first <laughs> half and like being honestly though, they're the most well-known team due to their affiliation with Barstool. And like, I'm not being a homer here or like, you know, being like, Oh, like, like, Oh, like big cat and stuff. But like, dude, he's got a million followers. Like he starts tweeting about the team. People start tuning in and stuff. And you have like all the other people part of that. And you go down 12 to three at halftime. Like you guys stink. (laughs) That was terrible. I mean, um, I think, I mean, I think to be honest, I think the story with the, with the water dogs is, just like a lack of identity on offense. Like, I think they have good players. Zach Courier could have been the MVP of the league last year. Um, Sowers is like, I'm going to say this, and I don't know if I want to say it, but I'm going to say it. I think he's overrated. I think he's overrated. He's, so, so you're off the – so you like him sweet. You don't like him sour. Yeah, I definitely don't okay. like him sour. Team sweet. <laughs> Team, Team sweet. <laughs> he's just not – like, I just don't – he is supposed to be, like, the quarterback of that offense. He's supposed to be, like – the person that it's the offense goes through and I just don't see him being that much of an impact player. And then I feel like one of the major stories of this weekend was the goalie play across all the teams, Nick Morocco, absolutely balling out and Matt DeLuca, not balling out the exact opposite. Um, yeah. Yeah. Morocco at 66%, 19 saves. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be, you're going to have a job in the league for a while. If you can keep that up. But, I've got an interesting tidbit for you on Morocco. Absolutely. So some some little bit of research. It sounds like Colin Curse had a hell of a training camp at the PLL, and he was gunning for the, for the goaltending spot on the Cannons. And it seems like Nick Morocco was like, hey, I've been here before. This is my team, and I'm going to show you why it's my team. And he came out and crushed it this weekend. So not shout a, out not to a, him. Not a bad backup to have, though. Not a bad backup to have, but I think if you're – I mean, all the teams see what's going on at training camp. So, if you got – like, if you're a situation like the Water Dogs, if you're a situation – like, I don't think – I think Trattner and Jack Kelly, like, figure it out. Um, but if you're a situation on a team when you don't have, like, a that great of goalie play, maybe you look to trade for Curse and see what he can do for you because, like – if that's one thing you need in this league is to steady goalie play because you got the best shooters in the in the country in the world. So let's, yeah, it'll I, be curious I, to see what happens there. I think that also brings you to like kind of a, another thing where it's like, you know, looking at your, you know, the teams that you have from a roster standpoint. I mean, I know guys are missing and stuff, and um, you know the Water Dogs backup goalies Dylan Ward. Um, ah, they also totally they back. also have, they also have Jacob Stover too. So, you know, a lot of guys on the roster, maybe that gets shifted up, but, you know, DeLuca for coming in there, um, you know, 38%, that's not going to get it done. You know, Withers at the X, 
you know, you lose a special team battle and then it comes down to, you know, Sowers doesn't play his best games. You know, Ethan Walker, I think he's more of a shooter. You know, if Sowers can't be feeding, he's not going to be shooting. I pitch, you catch, you know, it goes like that. Yeah. And then, you know, you looked at the rest of the team, like, you know, Connor Kelly, I'm sure he wishes he could have a game back. And, you know, Ryan Brown, 0 for 5. When does Ryan Brown go over 5? Like, that's yeah, not going to happen again. That's true. Right. And even even Mikey Schlosser, like, he dominated the MLL for, you know, a couple of years. He still can get up and down the field, full head of steam. So I think they're going to be fine. Again, week one, pump the brakes. But the Cannons, I mean, Lyle Thompson does what Lyle Thompson does. He puts on a show <laughs> in the first quarter. Like He's almost like, hey, remember me? Like, I'm still the best player in the world in case you forgot. Uh, yeah. Ponytail looked <laughs> phenomenal, by the way. Um, and then Drenner, you know, that guy's gotten kicked around the league so disrespectful for no you know, reason exactly no wins a, no wins, reason Drenner should win, be around the league win, wins a ship with the with the with the uh the, the whips nates then you get traded the water dogs and then you get traded the cannons like good for him you know you know shout out you know soldier of the week ryan drenner thank you for your service um a journeyman so far but like you know things are going to be going well when you have jake Ficaro has three assists and no goals um and, and again you know guys stepping up that you don't expect to step up even from the face-off standpoint, you know, uh, Stephen Kelly had a great day, 56%, seven GBs. Like you dominate the special teams battle. Your yeah. best player is the best player on the field. Obviously you're going to win there. And, you know, they went on to win, you know, 16 to 10, but bringing I us think, fun. Uh, one more before we, before we yeah. get to the last game, um, the cannons, I, Talked about this last week. Like my cannons, the my the cannons and the chrome are like my two teams that I'm pivoting on. I, I need to pick an affiliation. But you like, pick one. By the end I of this episode, to... end of the episode, you have to pick a team. Oh, come on, man. I have a you no, have, no, no, you no, have no, to. no no no. What's late until next week? Next episode, I will have a team affiliation. I just need one more week to see what these teams look like. Okay. One week. This is these are these are the ballots though. I love Lyle Thompson. I've loved him since he was in college, and it was I hated watching the PLL without him in it. Um, I just love the way he plays. I think it's incredible to see a guy who's transformed the game the way it is, and like he's I, I just love him to death. He's obviously he's 100 my favorite player in the league right now, until Zach Cole gets in the league. Shout out, it's, it's everything that you are that we were taught not to do growing up, like move the ball, don't let it die in your stick, and it's like when he has the ball, it's matched. So <laughs> I know. And then you, you know, got Ryan Drenner, who's like we talked about. I I love Ryan Drenner. I don't know. I don't know why. I think it's because our boy Alec Berkeley played with him at Towson. Um, he's got all the hair that we would have ever wanted, and I love absolutely. the way that guy's battled around the league. So I mean, right now, Cannons are like one A on my favorite team list. But love the way they play. Love their roster. I can't wait for week two for them. Speaking of disrespectful and lone hair. Um, that brings us to the nightcap game between the Chrome and the Archers, um, where I, I thought really was the the Chrome walked around and they're like, hey, you know, we're not going to be the laughing stock of the league anymore. We got all Hell the old yeah. guys off our fucking roster. We're ready to go. And <laughs> all aboard. Choo-choo. Here comes Dylan Malloy. You don't want to bring this guy in the league. Do you forget what he did against did for Brown in 2016? He put his fucking nuts on the table, ran through everyone in the freaking Ivy League, almost got to the national championship before losing to Maryland in overtime. And then Playing on a broken foot. On a broken foot. And 
the disrespect to not have him in the league sooner. Shout out Bill Malloy, two and two, big boy lacrosse. Shout out to all the thick people out there. You know, if, if, if you're over, if your BMI is high, you got to be a Malloy guy simply because of that. He represents every big guy out there and just dominating the game. Another big guy, Connor Farrell, the milkman, I guess everyone's been calling him. He puts on a, cl- <laughs> he puts on a clinic at the X, um, you know, 11 GBs, 14 to 23. And another big guy, Sacconi, that guy's massive. Sanone, Sean, Sin- is it Scanoni or Sanone? I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm but. going. I'm going Scanoni. He's a big guy. <laughs> I won't say the F word, but he's a big guy. And you know they dominate the special teams battle. But again, the young stars really played well. Also, you know Nick Turn, you know two goals. Malloy two goals. You know Heacock played pretty well. I thought as well. Um, Wisnowskis, you know obviously you're coming off the best week of your life. Ease mm-hmm. into the know ease into the offense a little bit so i'm pumped to see what he's able to do as well as uh jackson morell also but i think you look at that team and the uh the chrome to to steal that game you know obviously with the archers you know missing um grand amen which was very very obvious yeah yeah that he's the guy because you know manny and holman both you know played as well as they could have played D. Simone stepped up also, but for Tom Schreiber, no goals. Matt Moore, no goals. Uh, I don't know if that ha- I don't know if that happens again. They had a chance at the end. They had a chance at the end where you thought, did. oh, here, here comes the chrome, here comes the collapse. But again, it's week one. We're going to overreact. We're the armchair warrior warriors out here. Um, we're just a couple guys talking the sport, but. You know, I think that's an unbelievable win if you're a Chrome fan um, in this Absolutely. area. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Schreiber getting held to one assist, one point, not what you want to see. I think it's between him and Lyle as the two best players in the league. But if your best player isn't isn't performing, that's that's never a good sign. Um, the the Grant um, Amen, uh, you know, absence is big for this Archers team. I think the fact that Holman and Manny can put up what, how many do they have between each other? Six goals. Yeah. Um, like they're like they have great chemistry already. They they have played together for a long time. They have great chemistry. You put uh, Grant in there, and they're just gonna they're gonna be even more dominant on offense. Well, he, well, he gets um, to dodge. You know, he he gets to dodge exactly. every time now, and you get two. Now you know instead of having the number one and number two pull on those guys, they get you know two and three. Yeah, teams swap so, on earlier. It opens yeah. everything up. Right. So, I mean, like, I think the Archers offense is like 1B to the Atlas 1A in the league. I think those are the two best offenses in the league. But, you know, to see to see them to see them drop a game to Chrome is is tough. But again, don't want to overreact to week one. I thought it's for Gittleman, you know, he's getting up there in age and to save the ball at 44 percent on the weekends. Like you better watch your back because Brett Dobson is there. I, we know he's a good player. He's going to be on Team Canada. He's got – he's a, he's young. He's fresh. Like, you don't know what he's going to – He might be out this – he might be out this week. I I saw the injury report. Um, it's all about who you know. But I think Amen's <laughs> out again this week. So, oh. you know, that's you – know, If you're the Archers, true. if you if they're the Archers, you do not want to drop to 0-2. And, and if you're Adam Gittleman, you don't want to have another bad day because Dobson's going to come back and – He's, he's going to be ready to go. Um, but before we 
you know, say what, what a what a terrible, you know, letdown the archers were. After, you know what? After your pitch for the chrome, for all those thick boys out there, for our big boys, for our boys who love being big, I am declaring myself a, a fan guy. of the chrome. Because we got <laughs> put the ham horn out there. We got Dylan Malloy, like you said, ex Toraton winner, you know, disrespected. I think it was like MLL contract shit, which when is you, why he wasn't say, in the league. When you say ex Toraton winner, you act like he got it confiscated, like Reggie Bush, like former <laughs> Toraton winner. Well, yeah, well he is former Toraton winner, but yeah, like, you're I, like, guess you're like ex, I guess he's also a Toraton winner. Ex Toraton, like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, we took it away. <laughs> okay, so. Still a tour time winner, Dylan Malloy. Brendan Nickturn, who we talked about Lyle Thompson, who was the definition of how you don't want to play lacrosse when you're growing up as a kid. Just yep. like how the opposite of what we were taught. Brendan Nickturn is the definition of fundamentals. He is he is big. He's thick. He uses his body. He's a West Point boy, and he will not back down from anything. He can go left and right and score with both hands with ease. So that is the definition of traditional lacrosse. And we love Nick Turn out of Army. Shout out to our boy, Coach Coobs. Obviously, breed a breeding ground for PLL players up there. Um, yeah. We got, even... And then we even got Heacock, who's a huge ass man. We got Logan Wisnowski's thick boy and the milkman. So, you know what? It's a big team. Fuck me. We got the – we are chrome till we die, baby. Chrome till we die. Now, I think wrapping up week one, um, you know, I think it was great. I think Albany – you know, I thought the location would have been tough, but, you know, with the sellout crowd there, it just goes to show that the game is growing and the tour model is working a lot better than people expected or the city type of model. But I wonder, that, I wonder how close Buffalo is to – I'm Google Mapsing this right now because I want to see how close Buffalo is to Albany because the Buffalo Bandits have a great, you know, um, fan base up there. And they had a home playoff game. So I'm you wonder guess. how many people were at that game when they could have been at the could have been the games on Saturday. And it was already an electric crowd. So you wonder if it could have been even bigger. Or if you're just such a lax rat, you go to the PLL stuff and then you drive to Buffalo for a really nightcap, have a couple pops <laughs> in the parking lot and watch the bandits go to work, which was a great game here. Hopefully we can okay, have uh, Joe four Johnson. hours. Four That's hours, easy. Easy drive. easy drive. Easy drive. Easy drive. Easy drive. You know, maybe. Get, <laughs> okay, so that's a flawed, flawed take. But I would say, um, you know, now moving to week two, little Friday night lacrosse under the Ooh. lights. Always, uh, always fun playing under the lights. Anytime you get the chance to, especially, you know, I feel like in the college days, everything's in Saturday afternoons. So yep. this is going to be cool to watch. They're actually playing in Charlotte this weekend down at the American Legion Memorial Stadium. Um, in Charlotte, it's going to be, I believe it's a brand new stadium. It's going to be Charlotte's first professional soccer team. Um, oh, that's a fanatic experience. The stadium looks cool. They're, you know, it's, it's the bowl shape. One side's a little higher than the other one, from what I can tell on Google Images. Um, and the stadium's named after those who, those who fought and fell in World War One. So shout out to all the soldiers out there. But, you know, I love America. Let's get into this game. Chrome. And the Redwoods kick us off at seven p or at six p.m. Sorry, um, on Friday. And T, I don't know about you, but part of me thinks the Woods bounce back. But can the Chrome do it again? 
Not, 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 first of all, we said, we said the woods might be able to bounce back and you don't want to fall to 0-2 if you're the woods, because that's not a great look for a team that should be competing for a championship. But since we just planted our flag with the Chrome, the Chrome are winning again. Are you kidding me? I think, yeah. I think this is going to be the, the perfect, um, the perfect way to figure out whether the Chrome are the real deal and, or whether the Redwoods have had a let up in week one and they're going to bounce back. If the Chrome fall, if the Redwoods fall to zero two, I don't, I don't know how this goes for them the rest of the season. They're going to have to look themselves in the mirror and figure out how to get things moving forward. And if you're the Chrome, you go to two and zero, and you beat the Redwoods and the Archers. Some the two, you know, what one of the two, maybe the two best rosters in playoff the league, teams. playoff yeah, teams. You got to love where you're where you're headed if you're them. So I'm excited for this matchup. I think, like I like we talked about, I don't think the goalies for for Redwoods play as bad as they did last game I think the face-off battle is going to be I think like most games I think this is going to be won and lost up the middle between the the guys at the x and the guys in the net I think if TD can uh hold Connor Farrell or if TD can beat Connor Farrell then the Redwoods are going to win if Connor Farrell gives the gives the Chrome a lot of possessions I think the Chrome have a chance and I think it goes then down to the net if Sinone can you know repeat his play from last week he only had 52 percent last week but i think he impacted the game more than you would expect based on that number and then you know vice versa if the if the redwoods goalies whoever's in net can figure it out it'll those will those will be the deciding factors i think that's i think that pretty much sums it up i think the matchup i want to see the most i want to see jt giles harris versus jules hedenberg um i think that or even you know they were running nick grill as as the lsm a lot for that mm-hmm. Chrome team. So, I mean, that just goes to show you the depth that they have from a, from a positional standpoint where, you know, Nick Grill dominated, you know, in college at Maryland and Marquette. Um, I mean, you also have Jesse Bernhardt too. You got to worry about from a defensive standpoint. So right now, you know, looking at the, and as we flip the page here to a little gambling segment, um, you know, they have the Chrome plus one and a half right now on DraftKings, you know, for, you know, minus minus one ten, Redwoods, you know, minus 160 on the money line. I think we just, I think we ride with the Chrome. Um, Chrome money lines plus 130. Oh boy. I think, I think to be honest, I think you take the Chrome plus one and a half. Oh, I got my picks in here. Love it. I do have, I have the Chrome plus one and a half and I think you got to stick with that. I think it's, you just got to take the points when you're getting them. And I think there's there's no teams that are deserving of big spreads at this point against any of these other teams, especially the matchups this week. Maybe if you're the Whip Snakes. Um, so I think we take Chrome plus one and a half, but I don't want you, the 0 and 4 guy, jumping on my bandwagon. So I, that better, yeah, that better 0, not 0, be the case. 0 and 4, not good. Um, not what I was expecting. I, I mean, Anytime we bet the spread, like I picked some of the winners, okay, but they're <laughs> one cold game, so fuck me. Um, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Chrome plus one and a half. Um, that's not my lock of the week by any sort of means, but I think you know that's a huge win. Momentum rides. Short rest though. These guys are professionals. They know what to do to get it done. Um, so I think I think that team's gonna be perfectly fine. Moving to the later game on Friday night, 845, you know, you finished work, maybe hit happy hour, you had a couple beers, maybe a couple shots, 
Um, <laughs> or maybe you work from home and you kind of just got drunk all day. But we have the chaos taking on the archers. T, the thing that I'm more pissed about here is, again, the chaos roster is going to be depleted, right? We have the Bandits playing game two on Saturday. So, you know, they're going to be missing a majority of their team again. But with that being said, can this Archers team figure it out? Because they, we just said it five minutes ago, they're like Grant Amen runs the show. He's, he's probably going to be out this week. But the chaos, they just played balls to the wall with, with their backups, essentially. And they took the whip snakes down to the wire. I, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting game. And, you know, our, our stats department has just done a phenomenal job getting me these stats so fast. But, <laughs> um, you know, the chaos took 21 shots last week. Like, you're not winning in the PLL taking 21 shots. And both these teams' face-off guys had a pretty shitty afternoon. But there's someone that, you know, people forget. MVP. MVP. Blake Rivers between MVP? the pipes. He's in the <laughs> pipes for the chaos. So good luck scored on him. Because he's going to play well 59% after one game. And that team gets a little bit of confidence. And, hey, we just took the team that we smacked in the championship to the wire. I'm, t- I'm taking the chaos. I'm taking All the right. chaos strictly off of Blaze Reardon's play. Well, that's good to know because I'm taking the archers. And we're going to have our differences there. This is the thing. And you don't want to – this is a situation where you might over be overreacting to the archers' loss and pumping the chaos playing – well with their backups uh, in a one-goal game against Whipsnakes. I think, yes, Blaze Reardon is the best goalie in the league, and the World. Archers are missing their to possibly their, their best he's player, their or best at least player. their most impactful player in Grant Amen. He was the I, best attackman like, last year. Like I said, Tom Schreiber is going to have a better week this week, and I don't think Mac O'Keefe is going to be like the – the catalyst to that chaos offense like he was last week. I think you're going to see a regression to the mean and these average players or backup players that are playing for chaos. I shouldn't, shouldn't call them average because they're obviously very good. I'm going to say the backup players that you wouldn't expect to be starting for this team are going to regress to the mean. And I'm taking the archers minus one and a half. I think they're, they have more chemistry together. I think they have the, I mean, they have the advantage offensively, I think they stack up fine defensively against the chaos team who doesn't have many people that are just going to straight up run past you. And then the face-off battle would be interesting. Thomas Kelly versus Justin Inacio, maybe, maybe the other guy for the archers, you know, that is what it is. I know yeah. that I, I know chaos has the advantage at the goal, but I'm, I'm taking the archers. Don't want to overreact to last week. I think Tommy Kelly has a good game. I think Reardon plays well between the pipes. Um, the way that Jared Newman looked last week from a defensive standpoint, I think he's going to be ready to go to cover, to cover either. I imagine he covers Holman instead of Manny. Um, yeah. yeah. Don't probably. be afraid. I mean, you know, they are the bomb squad where, you know, Troy Ray might, he might get another one or he'll let one go. Um, but 
I think should be. I think should be. I think this will be one of the better games of the weekend. This will be the best game on Friday. Um, so I got the chaos. And again, looking at our always betting responsibly here. Chaos plus one and a half. I'm gonna take that. That's plus a hundred. That's just good value. Good value. It's not bad value after I just said you gotta take somebody who's you gotta take the team that is getting points. And I'm I doing I understand that, but I just I'm I'm taking the archers. This was a, this was an easier pick for me this week. Good, good. We don't have to we agree to disagree. Yeah, and that's why you're own four. You gotta start somewhere to get somewhere. <laughs> now, looking at the I think and we agreed on this. Um, you know, our game of the week. Oh, we yeah. have the Atlas and the Cannons, the two highest scoring teams in the league. You know, both had a very solid defensive outing. This game, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be haymaker after haymaker because it's gonna be a good battle at the X, and you're gonna have some old friendly matchups, right? You got Tucker Durkin, Lyle Thompson out there. Shades of, you know, back when that used to be a rivalry back in the day oh, when, when right. you know, Thompson was up and coming. Um, you know, can the new shiny toy on the block, Jeff T, do it again? Is Eric Law going to turn back the clock and play like it's 2014? I don't know. But what I do know <laughs> is that the Cannons are ready to keep this train rolling, I think. I would agree with you. And I think... This is this spread being at two and a half goals. Cannons are, or sorry, Atlas are minus two and a half, so they're favorites here. I think, you know, this Atlas offense is probably the best in the league. Um, Jeff T, I'm not going to say anything about Jeff T anymore. He's going to go for like ten goals. Well, dude, also think about this. It, it's early in the week. That line's going to shift so much with how much the PLL's grown. You know, Vegas, they might that that line could move. Because we're at, we're Atlas guys, this is tough though. No, I hold on, hold on. I am not. I'm. I, all right. I'm. I'm not ex- exactly an Atlas guy. I think. I think this is going to come down to this is all right. Here, this this is what it is. I think this is going to come down to how efficient the Cannons' offense is because there's one thing that is a flaw in Lyle's game, and it's he is he can be a bit reckless and he turns the ball over a lot. So. The, the way that teams that have Lyle Thompson quarterbacking the offense, the way they win is by getting lots of possessions. And they won the faceoff battle last week, and they dominated in that last week. So I think it's going to come down to the efficiency of Lyle Thompson and the Cannons offense. And that, I also think, is going to be right on the head of Jack and Cannon and J.D. Calaruso in that for the Atlas. If they can, if they can fight off a – barrage of shots from this from this cannon team i think the atlas win handily they might cover the two and a half but if lyle plays lyle ball and they're gonna they're gonna score a lot and maybe the goalie play isn't as great for atlas i i see the cannons here so i'm i am i'm taking cannons plus two and a half i would be i don't i think nick morocco probably comes down from his 66 percent. so wondering what the over is over is 24 and a half i'll probably take the under there too so two okay i i think for the sake of this this podcast and and me being oh and four already and getting some credibility you know we're gonna have to we're gonna have to differ here and there um you know there's this guy he plays for the for the atlas he's taking a lot of draws in his day he's pretty good 
Um, his name's Trevor <laughs> Baptiste. And when that dude is on and you're just getting the ball to T and, and the rest of this offense, like, they're going to score. Like, th- there's no denying that. And their defense as well, w- between Rex Road, Van Rapport, and Durkin, like, it's pretty solid three low defensemen there that I think can match up well with the Cannons. Now, again, this Cannons team, you know, was this the, was that the best game they could have played? You know, Jade Ficaro had, you know, no goals with three assists. I'd imagine he gets a couple on the board this week. You know, we, we gave Ryan Drennan his fucking flowers earlier, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the podcast. I think it's going to be tough. But with that being said, two and a half is a lot in this league. Yes, it a is. A lot in this league. And <laughs> the way that these games go down to the wire – I think two and a half is just such a large number to take that I'm going to hop on the cannons train. Put me, shoot me out of the cannon because I'm oh, going two and a half. So God, you're, that doesn't you're, follow you're, the fade tags. That does not follow the hashtag fade tag route. So we might be in trouble there, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. But, but I think my overall pick for the weekend is I'm taking the over. You're taking the over? Is that the and lock of the weekend? The over spicy. And I'm taking the over. Dude, so my, over. <laughs> my official pick for this week, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do the do the cannons plus two and a half. But on my card, on my sheet, on Shane's sheet, tags his tablet. I want <laughs> the over twenty four and a half. All right. What? No, no, no. You have to do the the sheet goes off of picks. If you want to do a the 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 counter goes off of game picks and the spread, so you can't do all right, the the over twenty four and a half. Give me the cannons. I want the cannons. <laughs> cannons minus two plus two and a half, and that brings us into Saturday. And that that's Saturday at six p.m. So if you're out all day getting lubed up, having a couple cocktails, which I hope you are, this brings us into the Saturday night cap. End of. No, kind of still starting the weekend off. It's going to be 845. Still going to be light out, which we love. And we, love we, got the, we got the Whip Snakes versus the Water Dogs. And as really – now, I think the Whip Snakes, after last week, I think we have to view them as a defensive team right now. You know, scoring nine goals without Zed Williams. Um, do I think that they can put up 17? If Rambo turns back the clock, maybe. And, you know, Chanichuk's getting up there in age. You know, You're calling like, out like, your boy Rambo? You're calling, I'm calling him out? I'm, I'm calling him out. We're I trying to get him on the pod. I expect more out of him. Um, now, um, I'm going to ask you this, T. Do, do we think the Water Dogs play as shitty as they did last week? Like, do you think Ryan Brown doesn't score? Do you think DeLuca gets shelled in the cage? Yes, yes. Keep going. Um, do you think Zach Courier doesn't have as big as an impact because no, that, because he's, he, he, he could have been MVP last year. So I'm going to go no for that one. Okay. But do you think that this water dogs attack is going to be able to put up more goals against Muller, young Matt Dunn? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Listen, and listen, not this... that though, the face-off battle, I think you got to tip your cap to Nardog Nardella here. Absolutely. I mean, so, I think 
I think this is it's the line is minus one and a half, and I would take the whip snakes at like minus three and a half, to be honest with you. I am I couldn't be more out on this water dogs team, especially against the whip snakes. I think their defense is legit. Um, I think Burnlore, you're gonna see the impact that Burnlore has on the game this weekend. Um the water dogs don't have an answer in net. They have the Joe Dardella is winning the faceoff battle against Withers. I think it might be closer than we expect, but I think Joe Dardella wins that. Um, I think the the combination of gutterding on whip snakes with Rambo. Rambo's going to figure it out. He can roll out of bed and score three goals any game. So he's going to figure it out. Chan and Chuck will maybe get his one or two goals. But I think the story is the water dogs offense not really being in sync in any way, shape, or form against a stud uh, whip snakes defense. So I think this is this might be the most boring game of the weekend. And thank God it's on ESPN plus on a Sunday, on a Saturday night, because I won't be watching that. I'll probably be a couple beers deep and not really care. Um, But I'm taking whip snakes. This is an easy question. All right. I like that. Um, You're going to take them, you know, you're going to take them, you know, with, without the points. Um, I hate that we're going to pick every single team the same. So for the, are we picking every team the same? I just, I just think the dude, their defense is nasty. And I don't, it's think absurd. The water, I don't think the water dogs are going to be able to score that many. This is so, an under game. So if they score more than the other team does and they win the game. So um, <laughs> it's a simple game, really. Yeah, it's 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 very simple. I just. Nothing about this water dogs offense, this game. Do I like like Connor Kelly's probably, you know, your best one of your best two middies. Well, who knows Connor Kelly better than anyone else? Uh, the no. University of Maryland alumni team. <laughs> so, like, he, like he's in for a fucking long game. Um, you know, if if Withers isn't playing well, like, who who do you throw at Nardella? And then, you know, outside of that, just based off a lot of these middies, you know, Ryan Brown, like, if if they can get on Burnlord. Burnlore, sorry, and get him a little rattled, and that, like, say they pull him for whatever. It's, Brian Phipps comes in. I, I I don't think that bodes well, no matter how good your defense is. But don't for, no, 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 hold on. Brian Phipps isn't some Joe Schmo. Old, I know he's getting up old, there in age, but he's a good. Old, he's okay. All right, all right. Old. Graduated in 2010. You were still in high school. <laughs> we like, just got come on. Um. Yeah, I, I I think I gotta go. I'm I'm gonna be this this should be my pussy bet of the week. I'm gonna take the Whip Snakes money line. That is soft. Um, that's my soft. That's my soft play of the week. <laughs> that is uh, so give, obvious. Give me the Whip Snakes money There's line. There's no value in that. It's one and a half points. You might as well take the spread. No, I I gotta get on the board here. I gotta get on the board. Um, Dude, you get, gonna, you, you've got plus 110 odds on the Whip Snakes minus one and a half. That's just bad betting. This is why you're 0-4. I, if you're I gonna know, listen to I know, but we can't pick every team. We can't pick every team. Dude, I don't care if we pick every team. I, we might both I, go 0-4, but that makes you going 0-8. But if you're going to – just listen to if me. I, if I go 0-8, the the if I go if, 0-8, I'm going to get blacked out from that podcast. And and just I might as well just – I might as well let people pick my picks at this point. No, okay. Maybe we should do if you go zero and eight. Maybe you just put Twitter polls up every weekend. But um, listen, if you're not gonna if you're gonna go with me on every single one of these picks, you might as well take Whipskate minus one and a half. All right, 
I'm taking. All right, give me the snakes minus one and a half. Do it. Certainly not going to bet the over on that game. Um, that's an under. I'm taking the under for sure. That's an under. But most likely, that's going to wrap it up here for episode four, week two preview. Um, we are actually going to be, like we mentioned earlier in this pod, like, subscribe, rate, review. Um, I'm going to be tweeting out the link every day. Just like it. If you like us, you know, just a couple bald guys talking the sport. Um, if and you're then, just you know, our friend, just, just yeah, if you're our friend, just friend. give us a retweet. Give us a like. You know, how many times do I have to go through my Instagram and just say, oh, I know this person. This is like like for like situation. That, That's that, the that, same thing for us. Same thing. You know, we're trying to grow our brand. Just give us a like. Give you us think a I retweet. Like, you think I like Who the hell cute cares? monkey? I don't want to work in an office, so you know, pump these up so I can get the hell out of a cube. But other than that, oh, you know, great games on tap. Enjoy the weekend. Friday night will be good. Sunday night will, or Friday night and Saturday night will be good. Sunday, we rest, we recover, and we gear up. Low key Saturday, that, right, Shane? Low key Saturday. Yeah. Um, other, other than that, <laughs> I hope everyone has a great weekend, and we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.